Hi. Hi. You're listening to Trendy Lobotomy Podcast. I'm Tori. I'm Christy. And we got more. Stories. Woot. Yay. I get to go first today. You do. I'm going to talk about Culbertson Mansion. Meh. Meh. So. This is, and I, I'm, I'm going to sidebar real quick. Christy actually had to be like, do we cover this? Do we cover this already? Because we're, we're to the point where I literally was looking up stories and was like, I've heard this. I've heard this. <laughs> I swear to God, I've heard this story. It's like, because uh, I... I told it. Yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, I can't research this again. Nah. So my sources are History Goes Bump Podcast, episode 222. Okay. Uh, YouTube.com channel called Journey Indiana. Mm-hmm. The Fearscape Podcast, episode 55. Those guys are from Kentucky. Okay. Into the Kentuckyana area. Okay. Uh, the Fearscape? Fearscape podcast, yeah. Okay. Indianamuseum.org. Gotcha. GoSoIn.com. Courier-Journal.com. Wave3.com. OnlyInYourState.com. <laughs> NewsAndTribune.com. IndianaHauntedHouses.com. And ColbertsonMansion.us. Gotcha. There is a lot of information out there on this house. So, Culbertson Mansion was built by William Culbertson in 1867. It's at 914 East Main Street in New Albany, Indiana. Okay. Which is just across the river from Louisville. Okay. So, William Culbertson, at age 21, moved to Louisville from Pennsylvania. Okay. He couldn't find work, so he moved to New Albany, where he became an apprentice in a dry goods store. Okay. an intern, like... Yeah. Something. Got a job in a dry dry goods store. Um, in his lifetime, he was married three times. He married his first wife in 1840, and they had eight children. <laughs> in 1863, he began building the house. And at that point, he was involved in baking. Like, he was branching out. Still working. Like, he owned his own dry goods business right. back then, but <clears throat> he was branching out. Um. So Eliza died in 1865, and um, she died from typhoid pneumonia. He married Cornelia in 1867. They had two children. There were only five children from Eliza who were still surviving. Okay. If you go on the ColbertsonMansion.us site, like it gives the breakdown of when the kids were born and when they died. Okay. Um, so, in 1868, he retired from the dry goods business. He invested money in new ventures around New Albany. Um, in 1870, he was considered the second richest man in Indiana. He was also a philanthropist. So, he wasn't just putting money into business ventures around New Albany. He was putting money into the town. Okay. Including um, funding construction for the Culbertson Widow's Home. And founding the Cornelia Memorial Orphans Home. Okay. In 1880, Cornelia died. He, they didn't explain how. Okay. And he married his third wife, Rebecca, in 1884. He died in 1892 at age 78. And at that point, he was the wealthiest man in Indiana. Okay. In 1899, the family sold the mansion and all the furnishings. Okay. So, 
the house itself. Okay. It was completed in 1869. It is an example of Second Empire architecture, which means absolutely nothing to me, probably means something to my dad. Um, it was designed by local architect James Baines and built by James and his brother William. Okay. It said it was built as a wedding gift for Cornelia, but if they started, like, their, one site said that construction on the house started in 1863. Yeah. If it, if it started in 1863, then it wasn't a, like. Wasn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you. So I, I don't know. But it was completed in 1869. The cost of it at the time was $120,000, which is about $2.3 million today. Okay. It had hand-painted ceilings, walls, and floors. There was a tin roof that was imported from Scotland. This is Indiana. You don't put tin roofs on buildings in... in- anyway. <laughs> there was a railroad that ran behind the house and a streetcar that ran in front of the house. It was the second residence in the city to have an indoor bathroom. It also had central heat, which was really, really rare for the day. Okay. It had all gas lighting and two of the original gasoliers remain. So the chandeliers that are... Right. Yeah. Um, There were only three children who grew up in the actual house. Only three of his children grew up in the actual house, including his daughter, which is... This is just kind of a side Uh story. Although there, I did find a um, a podcast episode called um, it was either a podcast episode or it was a YouTube video that was like the amazing women of the Col- Culbertson Mansion or something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, so I like I want to go back and look at it. So his daughter, one of his daughters, was called Scandalous Blanche. Hell yes, yes. I like her already. Right? (laughs) So she was scandalous because she fell in love with a guy from the circus named French. Uh Uh-oh. French was apparently a womanizer, so William did not approve. And he was part of the circus. Like, who wants that? Anyway, so William added an an exception to in his will that she would not receive an inheritance if she married French within 10 years of William's death. She said... Screw you, Dad. Married French a year after William's death and still managed to win her portion of inheritance in court. Good for her. She was also a suffragette. Well, yeah. I I wonder. <laughs> yeah. So, no, bitches. I'm going to court over this shit. You right? can't say I can't have it. Yeah. So the mansion served as offices for the American Legion Bonnie Sloan Post from 1946 to 1964. In 1964, it was purchased by Historic New Albany. It was a museum in the 70s. Um, and then by 1976, the state, it, w- it became a state historic site. Okay. <clears throat> in 1980, me. the state started exterior renovations. And then the interior renovations, renovations started shortly after that. Um, and those were done by the Friends of Culbertson Mansion. Okay. So that was... The Friends of Colbertson Mansion was a volunteer group at first. It is now a not-for-profit. Okay. Um, it formed the not-for-profit in 1997. They offer tours and ghost tours, although I didn't find any information about pricing well, yeah. or anything, tours or anything like that. It's also, it's run by the Indian, like, the Indiana State Museum has its hand in that as well. Right. Um, there is a haunted house every year. Hey-o. Um, and the funds from the haunted house... Um, 
go toward the restoration. Hey. So, um, and it's called, quote, literally a haunted house. <laughs> Let's make this as simple as possible. Right? Just a haunted house. So now we're going to get to the spooky stuff. Yeah. So apparently in 1888, the carriage house was struck by lightning and everyone in the carriage house died. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, Usually it's just, it got struck by lightning and burnt down, yeah. but nope. no, everybody died. Everybody, okay. everybody that was in the carriage house died, yep. So there are missing items. It said that Eliza walks the halls of the third floor and there's a vacuum that turns on and on by, like, vacuums will turn on and on off by themselves. <laughs> like, no, cut people that see, shit out. Right? People see a gray-haired woman. You know what? I just figured out it's probably a dog. It's a ghost of a dog. It's like, no! No! Yeah. <laughs> Random. Um, somebody reported a rotting fish smell around a bed and then asked that the scent go away, and it did. The thing is, is that there's also a Culbertson Mansion Inn that's in Kentucky, so I don't know if, like, some of those stories are getting mixed in with these other stories. Okay. All right. Um, tour guides will say that they they that they feel the spirits are angry. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a wicker closet that is a four foot square cubicle of lattice work that they. It's also called the punishment closet. They used it to punish the children. <sighs> um, and apparently, somebody took their seeing eye dog in, and the the dog would not go in the closet. I don't blame the dog. Um. People see apparitions. They report strange smells. There's light phenomenon. Staff is only allowed to tell ghost stories in October. <laughs> so they, like, wholly embrace the fact, like, everybody pretty much agrees that this place is haunted. But they're not allowed to say like, anything they're, until people it's had spooky season? Yeah. Because they, I mean, who, yeah. They want to go for the history, not so, just the hauntings? Cornelia, when she died, died in a second floor bedroom. Um, and she seems to be concerned with the renovation and restoration of the home because as soon as that started, activity started. Well, of course. Because that's how it, it That's happens. how it always happens. So visitors and staff had reported getting glimpses of her dressed in period of attire on the second and third floor. In 1985, a parapsychologist who was associated with the University of Louisville um, suggested that the house might have a spirit of its own and that the house itself was causing the disturbances um, that it okay. was unhappy with its condition. And he also warned us, warned the staff of a strong negative presence near the wicker room. Makes sense. Right. Um, if you go and you listen to the Fearscape podcast, they had some listener stories from people that had been there and had experiences. Uh huh. Um, there the staff has a file of experiences that are dating back to 1977. Oh, okay. And the guys on Fearscape were like, we want access to that file. Right? Like, yeah. So in the carriage house, which is where they have the haunted house every year, mm -hmm. there are electrical problems. People see figures moving from room to room. There are strange sounds after hours. There are missing items. And several staff and volunteers refuse to go in the carriage house at all. <laughs> That's always a good sign. Um, yeah, visitors have seen puffs of smoke and smelled a cigar, even though there's no one smoking nearby. Lights go on and off. Faucets turn on and off. Doors shut by themselves. There are footsteps upstairs when no one is there, which, by the way, happens in this house, too, because I have been down in this basement where the dog and your mom are not here, and it sounds like somebody's walking uh -huh. across the floors. 
No, that's um, it, trust me, it was even worse when I slept down yeah. here. My bedroom was in the basement for a while, guys. <laughs> um, I was actually a basement dweller. Basement dweller. Uh, there are unpleasant smells in the carriage house. People hear clanging sounds. A policeman answered an alarm at the house one night. The curator met him there to walk him through the house. And as they were leaving, the policeman said, well, are you going to get her? Or are we going to leave her in there? And this was like quoted. I think it in one of the newspaper articles that I read. And she said, well, I don't know who you're talking about. It's just you and me in here. And the policeman has refused to answer any questions, any calls to that house since. <laughs> um, they did a paranormal investigation, which uh, the News and Tribune – Dot com. That's where I found the, the paranormal mm-hmm. investigation. There's a whole article on this investigation. But one of the things that I found interesting was they used a spirit box. Uh-huh. And one of the ghosts said it was from New Harmony. Da-da-da. Which is the town where the investigator was from. Oh. So the investigator was like, well, maybe – the spirits that, that we're hearing through the spirit box aren't necessarily tied to this house. Maybe they were. But apparently New Harmony is really freaking haunted. And I had no idea. Like, that did not come up when I was looking at information. <laughs> so I now have to go back and look for information on haunted New Harmony. Because that's not what I was looking for. Right. You weren't looking at that side of the. No. So when you look up Culbertson Mansion. Mm-hmm. You often get the story of Dr. Webb. And Dr. Webb, apparently in the 1890s, had offices and a home in the mansion. And all of a sudden, patients started going missing. Uh-oh. And all of a sudden, all activity stopped at the house. Nobody was going in. Nobody was coming out. So the authorities go to check out the house. They found the family violently murdered. A torture chamber in the basement where the doctor did unspeakable things to his patients. And the house had been abandoned. <laughs> the house was then boarded up for 30 years until the American Legion purchased the house. Okay. Story is complete bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Complete I love it when we bullshit. can do that. You complete can hear these, bullshit. but it's bullshit. It came from the storyline of one of the haunted houses that they had in the carriage. Oh, house. that's like... So it all got mixed in. It's like Hannah House. Like they, it all yep. gets mixed in, and people confuse the one with, yeah. If you look up Indiana Asylums, mm-hmm. there's one that shows up. Yeah, there's every like time, but it's, it's, a, it's a haunted house. house. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you go to visit the mansion, it is part. Like I said, it's part of the Indiana State Museum. So um, members of the State Museum can get in free. Seniors. It's a cost of $9. Adults can get in for $11. Youth, it's $6. They are having a free day on June 18th for Juneteenth. Okay. And the haunted house opens on the last weekend of September and is open every Friday and Saturday in October. Okay. And that is Culbertson Mansion. (laughs) All right. Now my turn. Tori's turn. Tori's yeah, and this one, story, this one was, I was so surprised that I had not heard about it and was kind of irritated. That you hadn't heard about that it? That I hadn't heard about it because what what do I like? Cemeteries. Cemeteries. That's like a given. Okay, so I'm on Twitter. 
caffeine? We, yeah, <laughs> like caffeine too, but I'm not going to do a whole story about Monster. Um, well. No. It will be fueled by Monster. <laughs> but I was on Twitter. Not an ad. No, no. I was on Twitter, and they have Twitter spaces, and mm-hmm. I, we were talking about something, and it came up. They were like, oh, you have podcasts. I'm like, yes, I have podcasts. I was like, well, what do you do? Well, what do you guys talk about? Well, we go stories about legendary people, places, that kind of thing. Things. I have a thing legendary for cemeteries. Nouns. Yes, I have a thing for cemeteries, and then one of the guys who – his name was DJ – DJ, what up? DJ was like, I hope you're listening. No, I'm going to give him the link. Once this comes out, I'm sending in the link on Twitter. Um, Listen to our other stuff too. Well, I've said that. (laughs) But he was like, you should. And he was like, I grew up Mm -hmm. in a town that has more dead people than alive people. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No shit. Oh, you texted me about this. Yes. Colma, California. No shit. It is um, not too far outside of San Francisco. There are, depending on which source you, depending on which source you go from, there is. Uh oh. Sorry. Uh, Christy's making faces, guys. Christy's ADHD brain just went to. I left my heart in San Francisco, and well, that, we'll talk about well, that. Okay. I left my corpse in San Francisco. Actually, no. They didn't leave it in San Francisco. That's the fun part. <laughs> um, there are it, anywhere between 1,100 and 1,600 living souls in coma. Okay. There are 1.5 million dead people there. One point, let's, let's say this, these stats again. 1.5 million, million dead people. Million dead people? Yes. Okay. Now, San Francisco. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about San Francisco real quick. Um, San Francisco has a lack of something in the city proper. And you, if you – Republicans? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair point. In a city that's that big, mm-hmm. there are four cemeteries. Oh, okay. Four cemeteries and that's it. That's not much. No. And it's because there is something at um, a premium in San Francisco. Land? Land. And if the people who lived there had problems holding onto their house, what do you think the dead people are going to do? Yeah. They got kicked out. Like, literally, (laughs) they got kicked out. (laughs) Jeez. So, Coma, California is called the City of Souls. Okay. Um. It is between San Francisco and South San Francisco, and it was known as, known as Coma when the north end of the county became Daly City in 1911. It was incorporated in 1924. It was the whole purpose of the city was to be a cemetery because San Francisco evicted its dead people. Like, no shit even served an eviction notice. <laughs> What? Yes, this is crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay, crazy. In San Fran- train on society, get out. <laughs> in San, okay, in in San Francisco, there was twenty six cemeteries. In eighteen eighties, these cemeteries were full, 
And if they're full, they're not bringing money in because there's no new burials, which means yeah. that the money will run out, and which mm-hmm. means the upcake for these will be toast. Well, it was. In on June third, eighteen eighty seven, the Roman Catholic Archdiocese, um, the first cemetery in Colma was Holy Cross, the first one. That was the first one to move out of the city. Okay. Because they were having this problem is mm-hmm. there's not enough room. So in the late 1890s, they state this they passed a fucking law. This is great. State Penal Code 297, the burials could only happen in established cemeteries, which means you couldn't establish cemeteries in the city proper. Right? Yeah. Um, in, on March 26th of 1900, city and county San Francisco ordinance, no more burials were allowed, period. Okay. January 14th, 1914, eviction notices, as I told you this, all cemeteries were to remove bodies and memorials and... They moved to Colma. The mass graves were unless the family paid 10 bucks to move the memorial. No shit. Right? So <clears throat> in – okay, so – we're going to go back a little bit. In 1892, 47 acres were um, – set off by Cypress Lawn, which is 10 miles south of San Francisco, and it was taken by to the South, or I think it's a South Pacific Railroad, and it was an electric trolley later. That was the first one to establish, okay, no, we need to, okay. other than the Roman Catholic diocese, right? Okay. Um. They use the electric trolley and they would ferry people out there. Well, the electric trolley, it's it, it they're gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the living people out there to take them oh, to, okay. okay? Like, this is not hold on, like, let's back up off of that a little bit, right? <laughs> Just like trolleys of de- oh, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood will never be the same, right? Oh, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Childhood ruin. In in the in, okay in 1906, there was the huge earthquake, mm, yeah. which wrecked everything. everything. We've got the all the people from the gold rush, everything. Mm-hmm. So we've just got uh, health issues coming. Oh yeah, and they're filling up boneyards. Mm-hmm. Once again, you fill up a boneyard. The living are the ones who are supposed to pay it, but. Yeah. A lot of these times they're going to fall apart. Um, It was becoming a health risk Mm -hmm. because these cemeteries were – and this was no shit. I actually looked this up. Um, There's no new money when the cemeteries fell apart. Mausoleum doors were getting stolen. Stones toppled. Skeletons stolen for Halloween decorations. Like they were stealing bodies. To put up as Halloween decorations. This is the kind of shit that happened. Yeah, there's a shocked look on Christy's face. Yeah, this is the kind of shit that was happening, right? 
This is like the worst Bones episode ever. Right? Um, when they started, if those, remember how I said it was 10 bucks to move mm-hmm. the gravestone? Okay, those which families. 10 bucks at the time, which is a lot of money, guys. Hold on. This gets better. Those gravesites, most of the families weren't there. So they were just exhuming bodies. And there are some mass graves. There's 17 cemeteries in Colma. There are mass graves that hold like 30,000 people with one stone. Here's the thing. <laughs> Eventually, like most civil civilizations, our civilization is probably going to crum- crumble. Somebody, if we haven't completely blown up the planet by that point, is likely to do an archaeological dig. There is actually a YouTube. Go ahead. And they are going to find all of these mass graves all over the world that people have made Mm -hmm. and be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay. Yep. There is a, there is a, a YouTube video that actually Zach sent me. Yeah. Um, and it was, at what point does, do we become archaeology? Right. And it's a good question. It is. So, so the gravestones didn't come with. Well, here's the fun part. Number one, um, if. So what did they use the gravestones for? Hold on. I'll tell you. It's right. going to, I'm going to give you some other little tidbits of information real quick first though. Uh, if they were exhumed and the casket was still usable, they would move the, the casket with the body. If not, they'd put them in a box. Body would go in the box. The box would be moved. The exhumation had to be, once the body came up, mm-hmm. it had to be moved that same day. So they at least weren't like unearthing people and just leaving Leave them out there. Yeah. They had to move them the same day, which makes sense because mm-hmm. if you're going to make a big deal about health, issues. You can't just leave dead people sitting out. No. Like, you can't. That's terrible. This whole situation was pretty awful. Yeah. So, want to hear what the the gravestones, like, that the stones are used for? This is no shit. You can see them to this day. Wait till you see what they were used for. Um, In Buena Vista Park, Check out the gutters. They're gravestones. Like the gutters on the street in Buena Vista Park are made from gravestones. No shit. You want ghosts? Want Is that you fucking get ghosts? Okay. Wait. It gets, want a haunted sewer system? Get, it gets better. <laughs> um, they were dumped into the bay to make the breakwaters at Aquatic Park and St. Francis Yacht Club. Yeah, they're the breakwaters. They were used to make the seawall along the Great Highway. Because of this, gravestones will wash up. Yeah, exactly. Christy, the, the like, I, what the fuck <laughs> look on Christy's face is beautiful. I. Okay, now... White people suck. <laughs> In we're gonna go back to August fifth, nineteen twenty four. Lawndale uh, incorporated the city, which is it was Lawndale before it was Colma, mm-hmm. and it was uh, two point two miles 
and it was the Association of Cemeteries, which was Maltrop, Jensen, and Joe Cavalli, which were the town blacksmith and the town turned into the town's marshal. I'm not sure which one. Officially founded it as a necropolis. December okay. 1941, they t- changed it back from Lawndale to Colma. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. The, the town slogan, this is great, is it's great to be alive in Colma. <laughs> right? I thought that was pretty. Well, because, you know, the Grateful Dead were already in San Francisco. Well, actually, <laughs> not yet. no, not, not yet, yet, actually. <laughs> Um, and apparently, and this is just a sidebar, this is after, like, apparently Colma didn't learn from San Fran's issues, because we're going to talk about, they, um, the Cypress Golf Course <laughs> has, has uh, bodies underneath it, because it was annexed from the Cypress Lawn <sighs> Cemetery, right? Okay, so... Now, San Francisco, this is, other than Colma, because Colma is a different beast, but because of it, all the cemeteries being dug up and moved, there were, I can't remember how many cemeteries in the city. I think there were 14. There are now four. Mm -hmm. So they moved 10 cemeteries. Now. A whole lot of people. Well, they didn't get them all. Of course not. (laughs) And... San Francisco is notorious for they start building, they unearth bodies. Like, it happens all the time. Um, In 19, and San Francisco, the University of San Francisco apparently is on a lot of the land that some of these cemeteries were on. In 1950, the Gleason Library, when that was started, 200 bodies were found. 1966... Hayes Healy Residence Hall, they're not sure how many bodies were found, but the Masonic Cemetery was on the grounds of that, I think. In 2011, the John John Lo Shivo, the SG Center for Science and Innovation, 55 coffins, 29 skeletons, and several skulls were found. In 1993, the Legion of Honor, 750 bodies from Golden Gate Cemetery were found. So, no, I'm not joking. They do construction. They find bodies. And some of these, like the Legion of Honor, the one with 750 bodies, the workers unearthed people and were like, "Uh uh-uh. The workers laughed and were like, no, you have to come get these people before we do anything. Oh, my God. Like, we're not fucking with this. Which I don't blame them. No. At all. I would be like, I wouldn't take any of that home with me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I think we need, like, a young priest and an old priest and some <laughs> other people around because I don't think we're going to do this. So <laughs> so San Francisco <laughs> is probably, any building you're in is probably on dead people. The parks use stones to line gutters and build breakwaters and all sorts of shit, right? Totally want to go to San Francisco now. I want to go back again, but I, I want to go to Alcatraz because it's me. Yep. So some of the favorite famous people buried in um, Colma cemeteries mm-hmm. are uh, Joshua Abraham Norton, who was apparently 
a.k.a. Emperor Norton. He was a sugar baron, and he declared himself emperor <laughs> and the protector of Mexico. <laughs> so the emp- Emperor Norton's b- uh, buried in there. Apparently, they the could kids. they could field a whole like a, a couple of uh, baseball teams with the amount. I like I don't know baseball, so the amount of baseball players in the Como mm-hmm. cemeteries is ridiculous. Leading up the charge is Joe DiMaggio. Oh, that's where he's at. Hole. The whole Hearst. The whole Hearst family's there. Makes sense. George Phoebe and William Randolph Hearst. Um, Levi Strauss. Again, makes sense. And here's another one that I was just like, why the fuck is he down there? Wyatt Earp. Yeah. What? Okay. Wyatt and his wife are buried in coma. They were supposed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery, but they're not Jews. Okay. So that, that they were moved. Mm-hmm. And that's where they ended up. I don't know why. That's confusing. Okay. Right. Because shouldn't they be in Arizona? I think. Tombstone? And le- I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. The history of him after. No. I was just like, apparently, <clears throat> here's another one that I thought was really weird. You know who finished Gage is? He was the one, Phineas Gage, it's the, the guy who was working on the railroads, was doing the tamping iron and shot the bar up through his skull. And he, he was a huge big deal because he had changed his personality and missed everything. Oh, oh yeah. There we go. Christy's got it. Okay. Um, his body's buried there, but his head's not. <laughs> because his head was no, on. They, yeah. Right. So Phineas Gage's body is buried in coma. Because they wanted to, yeah. Study him. Study. Because he died from a seizure disorder. hmm Which, I mean, he had a big hole in his brain. Um, let's see. Where am I at here? Oh, in, so here's the funny thing. There's 17 cemeteries. In coma. Okay. And with, here's the fun part. Apparently they had, and I was reading this in one of the articles. So we have all these cemeteries mm-hmm. next to like a Lowe's. Oh, of course. Um, a Kmart. I don't know when this article was, but the number one Toys R Us store in the U.S. was there. Is that the Haunted Toys R Us? I don't know. There was a Haunted Toy. Okay. Well, you can go look that up because we'll go I look didn't. That up. Yeah, but it was Haunted Toys R Us someplace. But basically, it's a there's a, a shitload of car dealerships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like one guy had said, you know, it's. I think he was. A, there's a coma historical society or something. He was like, yeah, they there's a Kmart. Apparently, you can go to these cemeteries and you can hear them calling out for like so and so's car is done because oh it's gosh. so close. There is a this is no shit. I I died laughing yeah, about it this says Bay Area. Yeah, hang on, but I don't think I don't know that's in no. It's in Sunnyvale. Okay, 
Um, there's a Lucky Chances casino <laughs> that I think has the, either the, the like number one rated um, Asian buffet or something mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, <laughs> or at least around surrounding areas. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, the hauntings. Actually, let, we'll, I'll go through. This was some of the cemeteries. I don't. I don't think it's all of them. Obviously, cemetery. The Cypress Lawn Cemetery, Eternal mm-hmm. Home, Golden Hills Memorial Park, Greek Orthodox Memorial Park, Green Lawn Memorial, Holy Cross, which was that first one, mm-hmm. Home of Peace, which is also uh, Hills of Eternity in Salem. Or there's three. I don't know. I wasn't able. The Hoi Sun Memorial, the Italian Cemetery, the Japanese Benevolent Society, Olivet Memorial Park, Pets Rest Cemetery, <clears throat> Serbian Cemetery, Sunset View Cemetery, Woodlawn Cemetery. There's also there's, wood, there's always got to be a there's always got to be a woodlawn um, or a sunset. Uh, it, there is, however, I did see it, but I don't think it's an actual. I think it's just one of the parts of the cemeteries. There is a showman's rest, okay, area, because I saw it, there was a sign with clowns on some of the pictures that I was clicking through. Okay, the pet cemetery has this huge mural, which it's a Saint Bernard guarding the gates of heaven. I thought that was so cute. Aww. It's adorable. They're like babies. I know. So. You would think that I would – there's a whole city of dead people. Like, mm-hmm. it's a necropolis. It is, like, akin to some of the Egyptian necropolises. That's, mm-hmm. like, yeah, the I mean, amount of dead people yeah. there. It's a lot of dead people. That's a lot of dead people, right? Um, so I was looking for hauntings, and I was trying so hard, but it wasn't giving Nothing. me shit. But you would think that these, would this, think, oh, yeah. this place has got, like – Several mass graves with 40,000 people in them, with only one single dude. Maybe they're just happy to be like not bothered. I don't know <laughs> at all. So, but here we go. So the hauntings. Here mm-hmm. we go with the scoop. It's spooky, and some of these are weird. Um, apparently William Randolph Hearst roams the cemetery, which doesn't surprise me that he does whatever the fuck he wants. Right. Because <laughs> it's William Randolph <laughs> Hearst. He did whatever the fuck he wanted when he was alive. Pretty I much. I doubt he changed when he was dead. No. He was probably pretty entitled. Just, I'm thinking. Uh, Wyatt Earp kind of wanders around too. <laughs> I mean, but he's been moved twice. At least. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, he... Um, <laughs> some, some of these are some weird ones that were, like, not really supernatural, just kind of odd. In weird. 1997, in Olivet Memorial Park, there was... <laughs> this is no shit. It showed up on, like, four of my websites. Oh, no. There was a Virgin Mary that appeared in pine sap on one of the trees that apparently it was a big deal. This is like the grilled cheese Jesus. Like Move I bet on. <laughs> um in Woodland Lawn Cemetery, uh, and this came up several times. Apparently the cops 
they have to drive through here because it's a city filled with cemeteries. Yeah. And people are going to do weird shit. It's cemeteries. And hashtag kids are dicks. dicks. Just never forget kids are dicks. Yes. So the cops, Mm -hmm. they obviously, they they patrol there. Uh, Apparently a police officer was making his rounds and spotted a like guy like walking with sunken eyes and blood dripping from his face turned around to get a better and the dude disappeared so the zombie that was on several sites uh, apparently there's bees that guard some of the grave sites which just means that there's probably a hive or two probably a ground nest maybe or or it was people with ADHD and the bees are finally out of their head. I mean, that one works as well as the other. Follow um, this guy on TikTok to understand that. But <laughs> There's EVPs, obviously. Mists. Random people walking Mists in, in the San Francisco area? Hold on. That's why. <laughs> in fact, one of the cops was like, between random, like, it gets misty random packs of dogs like he was like it's creepy yeah like it's creepy there's nothing and you know there's a bunch of dead people buried there like it's yeah it's gonna be creepy creep factor right (laughs) um there is the colma gargoyle uh which shows up between tombstones at night Mm mm-hmm I got absolutely nothing other than there was a coma gargoyle that shoot didn't even tell me which cemetery in the seventeen cemeteries it was. Just, Just there was a coma in the night. Yes. Okay, gargoyles usually don't show up during the day. No. Um this was just another one of the weird ones. And this was no shit. This is a true thing. A bludgeoned to death, Russian sex worker was dumped in the Serbi- Serbian cemetery. Unsolved. N- not solved to this day. Hmm. There was also another one that I caught a glimpse of it, but it wasn't, it didn't give me more of a story and I couldn't dig up anymore. There was a, in one of the cemeteries, there is was a woman's body who showed up rolled in a carpet in the trees. I didn't get anything but the blurb. Okay. So that was a weird one. You would think there would be more to that story. Right. So, but both of those, those are unsolved. Okay. So, yeah. And my sites were coma.ca.gov, unusualplaces.org, cypresslong.com, ranker.com, kqed.org, onlyinyourstate.com, backpackverse.com. And then there was, let's see, hold on. I had a website. Here we go. I had a website. Oh yeah. It it above gown. Yeah, they have. There's the the four cemeteries in the in San Francisco were San Francisco National Cemetery, which is the Presidio, which is mm-hmm. federal land. There is. Um, Mission Dolores, there is, there's two others. I can't remember. Okay, I can't find it on the thing. But they basically had to, moved it all. If you look at the pictures, it's crazy because the, the, 
here. Look at that. that. That's one of the cemeteries that had fallen into. Yeah, I showed Christy oh a picture. My God. Like some of the cemeteries, it made sense to get rid of them. Yeah. Because it's messed up. But like it's this, it's crazy that all of these are in this one city. Yeah. That's a necropolis that I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't I know How did about I this? I not know about this. How did I miss that? <laughs> it was just an odd story and was pretty freaking cool. So that is cool. There we go. And that's Colma, or Colma, Colma California. California. Very cool. The necropolis of San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I know. So that's awesome. Thank you. And I did I. You said it was D- DJ, DJ on Twitter, and then um, one of my uh, one of the guys I work with, Walter, was like, "I know that I grew up there," and I was like, "Oh, oh my cool. god!" So my two uh, what ups are DJ and Walter. Thank you. Awesome. So that's Yay. it. Yep. Cool. So if you have a story to tell us, uh, you can. Email us at trendylobotomypodcast at gmail.com. You can get hold of us at trendylobotomypod on both Facebook and Instagram. We are on Twitter at trendypod. All of the Facebook, or all of the Facebook, oh my God. All of the podcast apps that matter. You can find us on Good Pods. Like, seriously, Google us. You will, it will come up with all of it. We are on um, Patreon. Hook us up. Come on, less than a Starbucks per month will help us out and fun new stuff. So I think that's it. And thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you so much. And I think we will come back next week for more stories. Yes. So, bae. Bae. We are all the captains of our own brain floats. <laughs>